it's Charlie. If you don't know me, I'm a certified personal and career coach who helps you minimise your doubts and maximise your potential. Welcome to the Your Time to Grow podcast, where I talk through common questions I might be asked, share my tips, tricks and experience. So welcome to episode 111 of my podcast. I was chatting with someone in my network the other day who is at director level and we were talking about the barriers that women face in their leadership journey and still in 2022 and possibly if you're listening to this in the future it may still be true I hope not but in 2022 male leaders are still the majority by a long way and whilst over the last 30 years or so there is more gender balance in middle management there is still work to be done at the executive level and above. Before I go on, I think it's important to note that this is part of gender equity where we look beyond the cisgender binary and support transgender folks as well who face additional barriers to employment and advancement. However, we're going to start with um, some stats around women in leadership. So in January 2021, the Hampton Alexander Review published its final report and noted there were just over a 1,000 women on the FTSE 350 boards, which is around 34%. This is an increase of 344 since the review was launched in 2016. And in addition, the FTSE 100 and FTSE 250 met the target of 33% female representation. It is also noted that there are no longer any all-male boards across the top 350 listed companies, but there are still 16 one-and-done boards which have a single female board member. In other good news, the report found an increase in the number of women in a wider senior leadership role. However, women still only make up 14% of executive directors in the FTSE 100, and the report said that more progress was needed to improve representation in the highest executive roles. It is still widely recognised that women still face barriers to senior roles. Now, there are four types of barriers. Structural which include the lack of access to important informal networks. So, for example, the golf course, sporting events, informal drinks after work, there is an assumption that women don't want to take part in these types of events and therefore they're not invited in the first place. Cultural, which includes gender bias and stereotyping, this role, um, this incongruity around where somebody holds beliefs or stereotypes about a group that group that is inconsistent with the behaviour thought to be necessary to succeed in a particular role. So these beliefs make it more difficult for people to succeed if their behaviours are not perceived to be congruent with their gender. So for example, stereotypical male traits such as aggression, assertiveness, competitiveness example, they create conflict for women because they, they women, are expected to act like a leader, therefore using their male traits and also a woman using their female traits and so to be accepted as leaders women have to walk a fine line between two opposing sets of expectations. The third is individual mindsets so these are the thoughts and behaviours that women might have which hold them back so perhaps they make it to director level but they believe they cannot go further or they self-select out of the workforce. The majority of women don't pursue C-level positions or higher for many reasons including lack of confidence valuing work-life balance or a desire to avoid politics. 
It's also important to note that women often have a different value set and so face different barriers. And the final barrier is our lifestyle choices. So these could include work-life balance, family choice, breadwinner, caregiver priorities. They are not negative choices, but they are considered barriers as they contribute to the leadership gender gap. And it's really important to note that if a woman is the primary breadwinner, she's usually the primary caregiver as well. However, if the man is the primary breadwinner, he is rarely the primary caregiver. And this is important for families when they discuss career aspirations and balance at home. Now then, if the pandemic showed us anything about gender barriers, it is that women can and must build alternative systems with or without leadership involvement. I heard many a tale of how women were thriving as leaders during the pandemic due to their more feminine traits of empathy, tolerance, vulnerability and intuition. We were able to sorry, we were unable to do things in the way that we have always done. And this created an opportunity for women to thrive in the workplace and or working from home, I might add. And as women, we experience one or more of the barriers mentioned above. Sometimes they're overt, sometimes they're concealed behind a different agenda. I see concealed barriers a lot as women return to work after having kids with assumptions made about what they will and won't want to do. So what helps? Mentoring and coaching can help guide and advise someone to grow in their current career. Sponsorship is uh, less common as a formal method in the UK, but having a male sponsor can help you, um, who can help you advocate for you to move into your next role is a really um, useful uh, person to have in your kind of network. Communication is the most useful tool to proactively break down bias, both conscious and unconscious, and the assumptions that go with them where there has been cultural barriers. One of the things that I think helps with barrier to mindsets is the roles that we as women volunteer for. So commonly referred to as office homework, for example, making the coffee, taking notes, helping new people, planning social events. Although these activities help a company run smoothly, they're time consuming and not often recognised. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's me, I always volunteer to take the notes, it's absolutely fine, you can volunteer, but you don't need to volunteer every time. Allow other employees to contribute and assign tasks, if at all possible, so that you can create a balance. Um, I used to work in a place where we would, uh, everybody would have a, you know, like in each meeting, it'd be a different person taking notes. Um and um, that kind of uh, made it a little bit less likely, although we were majoritively women, um, that it would be the same person each time, obviously, to take the notes. Um, obviously, if you like taking notes, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, I think the issue comes when it's presumed that because you are a woman, you will take the notes or you will um, make the coffee for everybody. Um Work-life balance is valued now more than ever um, by everyone. And again, the pandemic showed that we can work more flexibly and many employers are embracing this. And over the last year or so, there's been this thing that's been referred to as the great resignation. And this is um, around the world. It's a global thing and workers are quitting in record numbers. In some cases, people were taken on during the pandemic and they were working from home and it was brilliant. Um, and then 
uh, and then perhaps they were guaranteed flexible hours. I heard a few people say, and then the promises of remote working crumbled and they were called back into the office. Other people um, did their jobs 100% of the, the time at home, having been full-time in the office, kind of found this new way of working, uh, and then there's been no flexibility on return. And I think it's really important to say that um, this is personal to you. Some people really enjoy working from home, I'm one of them, but I also like a job where I can go out and meet real life people um other people want that flexibility and and employers are having to kind of work this out um and so importantly and i think particularly for this kind of thought thoughts on it today we all need to work together so the employees the employers we need to have open and transparent conversations we need to understand what it is our employees want and we need to understand whether or not an employer can provide that um, and manage everybody's expectations. Um, and we need to be aware of the barriers that we've talked about or I've talked about today and work together to reduce them. Because it is these barriers that are the underlying cause of the leadership gender gap. And it's what has this huge impact on diversity and inclusion for everybody so if you um, are perhaps facing one of these barriers and you need some help, please get in touch. Maybe you've overcome uh, one or more of these barriers and you want to share. That would be amazing. I'd love to hear from you. Um, please let me know and I will see you all back here or you will hear me all back here. Does this even make sense? Uh, it's been, I feel like it's, um, I can't get the quite the word out quite right, but I will, be, I will be back here next week. That's what I wanted to say. I will be back here next week um, with another topic. Take care now.